this morning a little bit deeper. I don't know, Pastor Brandon, if you have anything else that you want to say this morning to start off. We're going to go ahead and get in, he said, so that's all right. I want you to open your Bibles with me. We're going to go first, um, read it in the Passion Translation. I also have it in ESV. Um, we're going to start in Luke chapter 8, 18, sorry. Wait, let me make sure I'm telling you right. Yeah, I put my thing in the wrong place. Yeah, Luke 18. Sorry about that. Luke 18, 1 through 8. We're going to start there first. And uh, like I said, I want to read it to you from the Passion Translation. It says, one day Jesus taught the apostles to keep praying and never stop or lose hope. He shared with them this illustration. In a certain town, there was a judge, a thick-skinned and godless man who had no fear of others' opinions. And in the same town, there was a poor widow who kept pleading with the judge, grant me justice and protect me from my oppressor. He ignored her pleas for quite some time, but she kept asking. Eventually, he said to himself, this widow keeps annoying me, demanding her rights, and I'm tired of listening to her. Even though I'm not a religious man and I don't care about the opinions of others, I'll get her off my back by answering her claims for justice, and I'll rule in her favor. Then she'll leave me alone. Jesus continued, did you hear what the godless judge said? That he would answer her persistent request? Don't you know that God, the true judge, will grant justice to all his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night, night and day? He will pour out his spirit upon them. He will not delay to answer you and give you what you ask for. God will give swift justice to those who don't give up. So be ever praying, ever expecting in the same way as the widow. Even so, the Son of Man comes back. Even so, when the Son of Man comes back, will he find this kind of undying faith on the earth? Today's grit sermon is all about tenacity tenacity. And if any of you know what tenacity, don't say that. I knew you were going to say it. Somebody said it. You said it. Yep. I'm not even repeating that. It's about tenacity. And what tenacity is, it's the ability to keep going even when things get tough. It's that grit in you that begins to say, I'm going to stand firm. I'm going to be persistent about something. I'm not going to give up that easy. I'm not going to quit just because the world tells me no. I'm going to keep going. Somebody who is tenacious never gives up and never stops trying until they reach their goals. Tenacity is the English expression, when the going gets tough, the tough get going. When the going gets tough, the tough get going. I don't know if any of you, that's an old saying. Actually, it was said um, back in the day by several people, but by John F. Kennedy's father had said it at one point. When the going gets tough, the tough gets going. And tenacity, what happens is just because it's tough, you're not a person who quits. Actually, people, I believe, who are um, tenacious are like what they say is like a dog on a bone. You see something, and you're going to go after it, and you're going to continue to go after it and continue to reach after it. And this woman in this story was the same way. 
She wasn't going to give up. She did not care if the man believed the same way she believed. She didn't care if the king believed the same way she believed. She knew what was right in her heart and what was rightly, rightfully hers. And she knew there was only one person who could take care of it, which was the king. And she was going to continue to go into his court and continue to seek his face and continue to say, hey, you're going to take care of this for me. And even though he wasn't a godly man, her persistence, her tenacity got the job done. It reached her goal. And a lot of times I think we struggle because we don't even like setting goals, let alone reaching a goal. Because if you set a goal, that means you have to do something about it. You're responsible for it. Do you know how many uh, younger people we talk to anymore that say, you can ask them, well, what do you want to do? You know, are you going to go to college or what are you doing for? Uh, oh, no. I haven't really figured it out. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, I don't even think I'm going to do it. I think I'm just going to just go take off. I'm going to take some time off. Which, whatever, if you need a time off because that's where you need to go or something. But set goals for yourself, even in your time off. Set goals. You know, today is Independence Day. We would have never got here if any of those soldiers didn't have tenacity. Because I'm telling you what, when the going got tough, they got going and they still kept moving. And I'm telling you what, they had in the back of their mind, I don't want to do this, but they didn't quit. And we've had too many people come before us in generations to come to just quit now on them. How dare us for them? What a slap in the face to all the people who served and fought for you. And now you're just like, eh, I don't like America. I don't, I don't like anything about where I am. We got to fight for what we believe in and what the rights are for us. And we have to be willing to be goal setters. We have to be willing to take responsibility in our lives. Responsibility means you take action for the thoughts and the dreams that you have in your life to make them available. And let me tell you something. Nobody else in this world is going to reach your dreams for you but you. They were given to you for a purpose. Yes, there are people that you come along with along the way who are going to help you out and encourage you and strengthen you, but you have to have the tenacity to want to do it. Do you know how many times there are people, and I guarantee some of you have met people even in your life, and I'm sorry if you were this person that have said, I've got so many dreams and so many things, and they tell you all these brilliant ideas, but they never do anything about them, yet everybody else is wrong because they didn't reach their dreams. That's because they didn't have tenacity to keep going. Tenacity doesn't let go. It's like that bulldog that grips down and it clamps and you are not opening them jaws. And that's what that woman did. She went before the king and she gripped down and she didn't let go. She held on tight and she didn't let go. That's crazy. You were talking about how you, you see young adults that are graduating high school and stuff. and They're like, I'm just going to take time off. I wish I could take time off because who's flipping the bill? Mama, daddy, and too many times we allow things to happen. Oh, they've just been going through it. Going through it. Remember your stories when you went to school and it was snowing and you went uphill both ways? Somehow. Somehow. You just kept going uphill. We're still climbing the hill. <laughs> went home, still climbing the hill. Went to school up the hill, went home up the hill. But now, barefoot, yeah. But now you get a little, little snow and everybody's at home. 
like we talked about a few weeks ago, sometimes we get back to a place where we're just so fearful of offending even our own siblings or even, even people that we love. You know, we just don't want them just to set them off instead of giving them that tough love and saying, somebody's going to have to do something. Get a job. Start working. You know, because it, it's sad we're, we're losing that because people are chasing the influencer deal chasing the online experience um, to the fact that if you look around, even online, we have people that are more comfortable sitting at home doing church because we push that during the COVID, which I'm thankful for the online experience, but there is nothing like gathering in the house of the Lord. There's nothing like it. And and if you can't come to church, I get that because there's stuff going on. I understand that. But when you get so complacent, not that's a problem. That becomes a huge problem. Um, Real quick, I'm not going to go deep into this yet because I'm going to pass this around, which it is awesome to see everybody up here. We've all been busy doing gritting in the children's ministry or children. You know, we've all been back and forth uh, doing stuff, uh, had to run sound. And it's just what it is. We got to keep moving. We got to keep going. And God has, you know, give us the the grace and the strength to get through this. Sometimes the best way to help describe a word is to tell you what the word's not. The opposite of uh, tenacity is, is weakness, idleness, um, cowardness, fear, timid, slackness. You hear that word? Quit slacking off. You're a slacker. I don't know why I think of a movie, but anyway. Uh, but you, you hear these words. Uh, those are things that tenacity is not. What, maybe you ask this question, what is a tenacious person? What is that kind of person? It's a person that never gives up. It's a person that never stops trying. Someone that does whatever it takes to accomplish the goal. That's, a, that, that's somebody that has tenacity in their life. They, they don't stop. They keep going. They keep going. They know what's in front of them. They know they got to accomplish it. Um, you know, we look up these words and stuff. These are all characteristics of grit. God is trying to do something, and I'll say it one more time. Most of the time, when you have to have grit, it's not in the good times. Most of the time... When you have grit, it's usually when something happens. You know, when we built these mountains, gosh, going on the end of, you know, get ready to start 2020. For me personally, that moment happened three years ago. Before that, I wrote it down. I was in here praying and was talking about mountain movers. God gave me a song and all all kinds of stuff with it. And I was excited to share it, but I had to hit the brakes on it because it wasn't the time. And then God's like, it's time. 2020, you need to start the year with being a mountain mover. And I'm like, okay, but look what happened in 2020. Why are these mountains still here? Because it's, we're still in the season of moving. We, we're still in the season. And so when grit happens, you... you me personally, as we talk about it, it's just not about talking about, oh, that's a cool sermon series. It's like, God, what are you about to do? What is about to come down our path that we have to have grit for? And so I'm telling you right now, God wants us to have grit. 
And we have dug deep into these characteristics of grit, dug deep. And so when we get into these, and, you know, of course, you can go online and watch and listen to all these sermons. We've, it's all available. It's, you know, it ain't like it used to be where, like, after church, if you want to buy a cassette, we're going to wind them up for you so you can purchase one for $5. Remember that time? Remember those times? I found one of those behind there somewhere, a cassette roller. We shouldn't make them. Anybody got a cassette player? No. I bet the kids don't even know what that is. Like, what is this? They hang it around their neck for 80s night. <laughs> yeah, that was Thriller. <laughs> Put it in, you know. Um, but so, you know, we have all the ability right now to, to, to dig, to dig deep. And, you know, when we look up these words, uh, like she was saying about tenacity, sometimes what happens is, is when you look it up in, in Google, it usually gives you the most common definition right off the bat. And sometimes, um, anybody remember a red dictionary that you had to flip the pages and actually look for the word? And it, wasn't it a struggle when you didn't know how to spell the word? Like, how do you even spell that? So how am I going to find it if I can't spell it? Um, now you can talk to your phone and it spells for you and you can still stay ignorant. Um, weird. Uh, <laughs> that was stupid. But, but the reality is, is you have to dig. you got to dig and understand what, what God is saying. And I found this definition, and it just kind of fit. Tenacity. Not easily pulled apart. Just that. When I was digging through definitions and just kind of like, you know, what, what are some of these definitions? I know what it means, but not easily pulled apart. But see, here's, I started thinking about that. All the enemy wants to do is pull you apart. If the enemy can just isolate you, he's starting to win. He wants to pull you apart from the things of God, pull you apart from church, pull you apart from marriage, pull you apart from people that, um, that are good for you in your life. All the enemy wants to do is separate you. He wants to separate you from your worship experience with him. Not here at the church, and sometimes here, because we can get real busy just doing the motions instead of actually having a moment with him, because it's church. Because, again, we were created to worship the king. We were, that is our whole idea, is to bring glory and worship him. And so the enemy wants to just pull us apart. But too many times, too many times the enemy tries so hard to just start peeling us back and pulling apart. And then we let all those little things in, and eventually there's like that little wedge that happens, and it literally just spreads apart. And, and it, creates a, it creates a big, big gap. What we think is so small, but there is a disconnection. You could have a tiny gap in something with electricity, and you're not getting any power off of it until you make the connection. I can hold this, the phone charger right to the edge of that plug. If I do not push it all the way in, we're not charging anything. Nothing's getting power. If we're just holding it right to it, like, okay, this is going to work. And that's how the enemy works. He just wants to just get you just a little bit off of it. If he can just get you a little bit off, you're off. Then I'm frustrated. Why isn't it working? Why can't I plug it in? Stay connected to the source. Because tenacity is not easily pulled apart. Another thing that I've been thinking about of tenacity is what a huge deal is, is, is finishing. Tenacity is all about finishing. 
when you start something, it takes other characteristics like grit, uh, of grit, like courage to keep, to, to get it started. Kind of like determinate just to get going in it. But it takes tenacity to finish. There's a lot of people that get started in something, but don't finish it. It takes a lot of courage and strength and determination, like, like I said, to start something. But if you don't have the tenacity, you will never finish what you started. And I think what God's trying to do in our lives is when we start something, let's finish something. Let's continue to finish something. And it might be exciting, and you might be excited at the beginning of whatever you start. But you have to be consistent through the process to keep going through to finish. It's a part of your character. People won't be able to rely on you if you can't finish what you started. Is that the truth? I mean, that's, that's, that's the reality because in a way, you, they're like, oh yeah, they're going to be all right, but then they don't finish it. And here's the problem. Then we go through this cycle and we keep repeating ourselves over and over. You start it and then it goes like that. And then we start it over and then it goes like Then we go through a cycle and I'm like, hey, what's the problem? What, what's going on here? And then we go right back to the, oh, this is great at the start. And then we never finish it. Man, as Christians, we got to continue, one, to be a person of our word. That's our character. To have the tenacity to say, I'm going to follow this all the way through. Whatever it is in any form of life, my walk with, I'm going to continue. I'm going to grit through it. I am going to do my best daily. You're not trying to serve God for tomorrow. You're serving him now. We can get so caught up in what tomorrow might hold, but he said, there's too much going on. Just do what you need to do right now. And guess what? When he graces you with breath like he did this morning, we're breathing. We got a lot going for us today. We got breath in our lungs. Then we take on that day. We have the tenacity to finish what we start this day. This day. But a lot of times what happens is, is we, we repeat the cycle. It takes tenacity to finish. We repeat. And the sad part is in the end is you might not even be able to rely on yourself. If you can't yourself figure out, why am I not able to finish for whatever I've started? You know, you need, I, I was thinking about this, you need a level of talent and a level of tenacity to accomplish anything. A level of talent and a level of tenacity to accomplish anything, and I thought, if you had to get rid of one, if one just was like, you got to pick one and get rid of the other, I would get rid of talent over tenacity. You know how many talented people I've seen not finish nothing? You know how many people, I was talking to somebody the other day about some basketball player that was pretty big deal. They're not even doing anything. I knew a couple guys that we that I've played ball with and stuff, I'm like, they could be in the NBA. They could have made it, and they just let whatever happened not finish at all. Didn't have the tenacity to finish, and they, they thought um, entertaining other people and their approval was better than making good grades and following through so they can stay on the team and develop and get stronger and, and finish what they started. 
I know a handful of people that is not on a sport team because they choose to do dumb stuff than just get the grit and tenacity to finish through. That could be professionally in any sport probably because they're that good. But don't want to finish. Don't want to have the tenacity to finish. So, yeah, I thought I, I wrote this down. I would choose tenacity over talent because I've seen a lot of average people that are tenacious enough to stick with something and get it done. And here's the thing on this. There are lies that we battle daily, guys. If you dug deep and wrote some things down and you're just like, no name and you just turn it in, what are the lies you battle that are in your head? And I thought about this and and I hear this off and on, and I've heard it for years off and on, just random ones. And I, I thought, what's one of the top lies that we try to believe? Maybe that I've believed. Maybe I've heard a lot of people believe. More often a lie repeated, we adapt to and start believing. It keeps repeating the lie and guys, we've all known it. We've all dealt with this. We've all heard it. That's why you hear random people say fake news. Stuff that just keeps getting repeated and repeated. And is it necessarily the truth? But when we believe certain lies, and I'm not trying to be political or talk about that. I'm just saying in ourself, the lies that the enemy tries to feed us and repeated and repeated, we try to start believing these lies. One of the top lies the enemy wants us to believe is that you are not good enough. I think that's one of the top lies, that you're not good enough. And so we, we, we bow down. We lie. We lie on ourselves and believe the lie. Yeah, I'm not good enough. That's a lie. You are. You can do things. And what's crazy is what drove Jesus to the cross was his tenacious obedience to the Father. And his unmatched love towards you, towards me. That's what's crazy about it. That no matter what, he still loved us. His love for us on the cross wasn't even based on our performance. It wasn't even based on our, on our future performance. You know what? I'm going to die for him because I know later he's going to perform well for me. He might be doing dumb stuff at this party, but I know later. It wasn't even based on the hope that, well, he's going to perform well later, so I'm going to go ahead and die and love him anyway. Had nothing to do with performance. Just a genuine love. A genuine love story. The greatest love story ever told. To have tenacity. To have tenacity to get to that place. To not look at us and think, you know, I don't know. He's not going to make that, so I'm probably not going to try to die for him. It wasn't never based on it. See, the enemy is telling you you don't deserve this. The enemy has tenacity also. He's the father of lies. He wants to do, to the end, wants to tell you a lie. To the end, wants to separate us. To the end wants to go all out against you. Wants to lie and tell you you don't deserve this love from the Father. And Jesus 
in the end of this, had tenacity just for you. Tenacity goes a long way. And I, 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 I honestly believe if we could start, now we're talking about all these characteristics of grit, to follow through the end. Like, what is that? What does that look like? Even for your day. And it starts with the simple things. What have you not followed through with? What if personally that you know for a fact, I just ain't follow through with that. That's where it starts. That's the little stuff he tries to peel back. Because when the big picture happens, if you can't follow through with the small stuff in your private time, how in the heck are you going to follow through with this other stuff that he's trying to give you more of? We got to stay faithful in the little things and continue to go. What have you not followed through with? That tenacity to, to make it to the end. To say, no matter what it takes, no matter how I feel, no matter what the circumstance is, I'm going to choose to keep going. I'm going to accomplish this. I'm going to get, I don't care what it is, and I'll tell you this, and we're going to switch around here, but I will tell you this, that whatever it is in your personal life, start writing it down and finish whatever you started. What, it could be anything. You know we all got a junk drawer, right? Hmm. I got a junk, junk garage. It ain't even a drawer. It's just you walk in. It's like, ah. And what we do? We shut the door. And those are the things that you have to look at and say, what am I going to take on and say that I'm going to do this and so I'm going to start doing this. I got to finish what I've started. That's where it starts, guys. Sometimes we try to over-spiritualize some stuff. The Lord wants us to have tenacity. But I'm telling you, if you can't just start in the small stuff, to just finish through that, what happens is it starts building the faith in it. Go ahead. I'm just going to. Uh, so tenacity. The quality or fact of being able to grip something firmly. Grip. I like that. The quality of being determined. The quality of being persistent. I think for me, one of the things that we need to have more tenacity about is our relationship with God. Um, I was sitting there thinking about this, the fact quality of being able to grip something firmly. I think many of us have a good grip on sin, but not a good grip on our relationship with God. Um, we have more tenacity to do the things that please the flesh rather than to please God. And so I think for me, it's looking at this and going, what does my relationship with God look like? Do I have the tenacity to get up in the morning and instead of looking at my phone to see who liked my page, do I have the ability to get up in the morning and look at the real Facebook, the Word of God, and see what God is reflecting in me? Do I have the ability to wake up in the morning and repent and get right with God and make sure things are right inside of me? Do I have the tenacity to overcome the things that the world is trying to throw at me? Do I have the tenacity to get up in the morning and make sure that the very first thing I do is spend time with him rather than time with everybody else? Right? We, we, we talk about all this other stuff, dreams and goals and stuff like that, but my goal isn't to maybe go out and be a businessman. My goal is to make sure that I get up every morning and make sure my relationship with God is right. I think that's the most important thing, and I think we've lost sight of that. It's not about what we come in here and do to fix the building. It's what we do to fix the house. 
that God lives in. He don't live in this building. He lives in you. So do we have the tenacity to go and make sure things are right in this house? But if we house? fix this house, it would cause this house to be fixed. Because when you do something personally, then you do something corporately. So when we do things within us, then it causes corporately that we can come together and move a mountain. You can move a mountain personally, but then you can move a mountain corporately. Because there's something in that that God moves and I'm going to let you finish in a minute. And if you want to interrupt me, you can. Because I don't care. Because we're together doing all this together. But I'm telling you, the enemy tries to drain. He tries to weaken you. He tries to pressure you, to disappoint you. She had the worst. Jesus gave the disciples the worst scenario. Widow. A female. No legal rights. Back then, there was no legal rights for a woman. So there was a worse scenario, and she had a corporate judge in front of her. Most of us would have backed down. We would have said, man, that's too much in front of us. We're done. We're out. And he said, but if you'll pray, and you'll push, pray till something happens, you push, come on. Then, then all of a sudden, he gave the example to pray, continually to pray. That was the first thing he said to the disciples. And I'm going to give you the worst scenario, and I want to see if you can do that. They didn't see that widow, Joshua. He spoke a parable of the widow. And he gave the worst scenario that he could give so that, that they could be, have that tenacity in their life. I think what sticks out to me the most about her, though, is if you look at tenacity and the definition of it, it says to grip something firmly. She had hope in something, and she had a grip on that, and she wouldn't let go of it, and she was determined. That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. This whole thing about tenacity, it's not just being tenacious. It's being determined. It's being persistent. So I got something for you. Um, Matthew chapter 7, verse 7 and 8. Ask, and the gift is yours. Right. Seek, and you'll discover. Knock, and the door will be open for you. For every, watch this, for every persistent one will get what he asks for. Every persistent seeker will discover what he longs for. And everyone who knocks persistently will one day find an open door. I think for me, what this woman was doing was being persistent and consistent in what she did. It says that she got on his nerves. Here's the funny thing. You don't get on God's nerves. I don't know what this garbage is that I hear sometimes where you shouldn't ask God for anything. He already knows your needs. It's funny to me that preachers say that. One, they're wrong because Jesus is constantly telling them, ask, seek, knock. Why would he teach it if he didn't want it? You know, I think it's our determination in that because he knows, he does know, but he's like, do you, do you want it? So keep, like I do that, like there's times that when I, and they've moved, but I would go to the, your house and ring your doorbell until somebody came up. Rebecca would be tore up from the floor up. Like what the heck? And listen, 
You keep ringing that doorbell, whether they want to or not, guess what they're going to do? Open that door. What the heck? We always knew it was him. <laughs> and I was just... <laughs> I'd be in my room bouncing. Yeah, my, you see how what happens to me up here? And, but what happened? It don't matter if you act like you ain't home. You're going to answer that door because you're like, oh my gosh. <laughs> but it was just a determination. And even though I was joking and having fun with it, it, it got somebody to the door and somebody opened it. I, and I think that's what we got to remember. You know, Jesus even said it himself. He said, I stand at the door and knock. No, he don't stop until you open and let him in. And so we, we have to remember that. We do. This woman was very persistent in her asking to this judge. And she's like, listen, I need justice in this. I need this. When was the last time we cried out for justice for somebody in our family? And consistently knocked on the door of heaven, waiting for him to answer. Because here's the thing that I know about God. God doesn't get annoyed by you knocking on the door or seeking him or asking. As a matter of fact, he says, come on. But we're not getting on the enemy's nerves. We're too busy sitting back and doing whatever we want. He ain't scared. He's sitting there laughing at us. He's not even, he's not even attempting to do anything with us because we don't even get on the enemy's nerves. He said that that's a corrupt judge that didn't love God and didn't love people. She got on his nerves. When's the last time you got on the enemy's nerves? You know what I'm saying? Because that's, that's a key. Well, it's about being able to communicate. A lot of times anymore in anything, it's most of the time we have issues is because breakdown of communication. And what I think that Jesus used the woman for in this parable and the king was that in order for our world today to change, it's going to take some persistent people to continue communicating with the king. And God spoke to me and he said, we will see true freedom from our adversary, the devil, when we become persistent and socializing with the king instead of peasants. That's right. We will see true freedom in, from our adversary, the devil, when we become persistent and socializing with the king instead of peasants. And the problem of it is, is we are a world that is so socialized, it's, it's unreal. We have everything at our fingertips to be social with and because I think that Jesus Christ, we think because he's not at our fingertips, I can't send a text to Jesus. I can't, you know, Facebook something and make sure that he reads that, even though he does see everything. But, but I don't get a like, thumbs up from Jesus on my thing. You know what I'm saying? I don't have him uh, respond to my Snapchat or send me an Instagram photo back to me like, oh, I got you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't get that from God. You know what I'm saying? And so because it's not literally at the fingertips to literally touch what happens is I believe when we don't feel like he responds the way we want him to the first time we go to him or because we're not getting the answer, we don't feel like he's there. We just quit communicating with the king. And God, in order to serve God even more so in these days, we have to be tenacious to communicate with God. We just like you, we have to want to get up. And like you said, it ties together. If we get up and our heart and our goal is to set a goal to, to communicate with Jesus every morning. 
to prepare ourselves with him every morning. And then what happens is because we get ourselves in order, again, just recapping a little bit on that personal relationship, and then we come together, you know what happens is it begins to move things because when you begin to set one goal and you attain it, it makes you realize that you can do more things. And that's the same thing. When we reach that goal of saying, and it's not just going, oh, I communicated with you, God, today, check. I got my streaks today, check. It's not even about that. It's literally about knowing that you spent one-on-one time with God. And then that one-on-one time begins to go one-on-one personally with other people. Because you were willing to be personable with God. You're personable with people. And then his kingdom begins to set and reign. And what happened was the same thing in this story. God used this story... The woman was personable with the king. It changed her outcome between one-on-one of what was affecting her in the outside. And then it affected not only that, it affected the disciples uh, between a multitude of people of who he was talking to there. That's the goal. That's what tenacity for God's kingdom does. It's not just about you. It's about the whole goal. If you're tenacious for God, you'll be tenacious for his people. You'll be tenacious for his house. You'll be tenacious to give to him. You'll be tenacious to serve him. You'll be tenacious to take time for him and everything else that is a part of him will become a part of you and that's the goal and that's the whole point and that's what I love that he used with that woman is that in a world that she lived in that did not serve God he used it to still turn for her favor for the point to get what she wanted because God honors people who come after him day and night and cry out to him and the word of God literally when you communicate with God if you go to second chronicles 7 13 through 14 right in it yep there it goes I don't even care so 13 through 14 when I shut up the heavens so that there is no rain or command the locusts to devour the land or send pestilence among my people, if my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, will forgive their sin and heal their land. That's, that's the key right there. Right there. This woman knew how to seek. He used the king in the worldly realm to represent, if you will just seek my face, the king of kings and the Lord of lords, I will answer you and your cries. And it may not be the way that you think it will happen, but I will answer you. I will be on time. I will do what you need. I will have it. If you have grit to seek my face and to follow me, I'll do what it takes to answer you. And that's the thing. And I think the problem of it is, is we're so busy worrying about what God hasn't done that we don't take the time to seek his face to know what he has done and who he is. And that's the point. That's what God wants to speak to us about it. And I wanted to read to you just a little bit of this footnote. And here my pages have literal static going on. Prayer is our means of communicating our concerns to God. We must keep praying about all things until Jesus returns. In this life, we will face injustice, injustice, Our main adversary is Satan, but prayer can protect us from the evil one. In our prayers, we should cry out against sin and injustice and ask God to demonstrate his perfect justice. Our request must be accompanied by a willingness to listen for God's direction and do what he tells us. Steadfast prayer shows our faith and trust in God. In the final days before Christ's return, there will be an increased satanic and demonic opposition to the prayers of God's faithful people, meaning that they must resist the urge to quit 
praying. They must be tenacious. God's people must be tenacious because of Satan's schemes and the pleasures of the world. Many will give up persistent prayer life for further. And then it goes on and then it says, God is not unwilling to answer our prayers, but he does want us to learn to depend on him more and take an active role in his plans. As we spend time with him in prayer, we get to know him better and we begin to line up our lives um, and desires with his purposes. I love it that he uses this because when you are persistent, it says that in the final days before Christ's return, there will be an increased satanic and demonic opposition to the prayers of God's faithful people, meaning they must resist the urge to quit praying. They must be tenacious. Our job, I think we, we, we have so easily learned ourselves out of communicating. We think we communicate we really do because we're always on something social, social media, social things, but we have missed the link between people personally, just communicating, just checking, just honestly talking. And what happened is I believe the breakdown in that is because we've missed the link in communicating right here and being tenacious to say, hey, God, I just want to, can I just talk to you today? You're, you're my best friend. You're the most important person in my life. I just want to spend time with you. I just want, I want to talk to you. You know what, God? I just want to know how are you? What's on your mind? What do you have? What do you have going on that I need to know about? Not so I can just come to you with all my problems, but what do you have that's important? Tenacious people really don't give up in seeking after the things that are really important to them. And if God is really important to you, you'll do whatever it takes to reach him. Mark chapter 11, verse 24. This is the very first verse I learned when I got saved. This is, the, uh, this is the reason I urge you to boldly believe for whatever you ask for in prayer. Be convinced. I like that part. I like the way the passion says it. Be convinced that you have received it and it will be yours. I think that's where this woman was at. She was in a place where she was convinced that if I keep asking, I'm going to get it. And I think that's where we need to be as believers and, and children of God is that we need to be convinced that God's going to answer us. We need to be convinced that if Jesus, guys, listen, Jesus said this. I'm not making this up. This is Jesus saying this. Therefore, this is the reason I urge you to boldly believe for whatever you ask for in prayer. Be convinced that you've already received it. She already believed within her heart that she received it, which takes me to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I was praying about this and really just, God just hit me with this and he said, faith is the playground for tenacity. And I was like, okay, God, you got to explain that one to me a little bit because I don't think anything is a playground in the kingdom. But he said, faith is the playground for tenacity. He said, what do children do? They play. What did I ask you to have faith like? A child. When a child, when my, my grandbaby was staying the night last night, my niece was staying the night last night, and, and I'm laying there on the couch watching a movie with them, and my wife was uh, changing in the room, and all of a sudden, Ella looks up at me, and she goes, Papa, popcorn. All she had to do was say the word, and I jumped up off the couch, and I went and made her popcorn. That's what he's saying 
Faith is the playground for tenacity. When we have faith to believe that we're asking God for something and have faith to believe that he's going to give it to us, that's where we're playing in the presence of God, not playing a game. We're playing and asking like a child would to the father. And the father looks down and goes, man, I love that childlike faith. And all of a sudden, he just begins to lavish things on our lives, and he begins to bless us in it. I think that's what he was trying to get across about that woman. She was persistent in her asking. She, was, she had tenacity to come after it until she got the answer. It made me think of Jacob. Jacob is wrestling with God through the night, and he said, I'm not letting you go until you bless me. We're so quick to come to the altar and spend 30 seconds here and think we received it and walked out the door when God's saying, when are you going to become, have that tenacity in you to hang on to me until I do something powerful in your life? You got sin in your life. Are you going to hang on to me till it just melts off of you? Or are you going to keep going through the same cycles and allowing the same things to happen? Hang on to me until something changes. I wrote this, and you can have it. I was just sitting here while you were talking. And I said, God, what does grit really mean? Get ready, it's time. That's right. Get ready, it's time. There's no better time than the present. Paul said it best. Today is the day of salvation, not tomorrow. Right now, you're not promised tomorrow. You're not promised that when you walk out of this door, you're going to make it. Get ready. It's time. Be tenacious to grab a hold of him today. Don't wait. Do it now. From the days of John the Baptist until right now, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence, and the violent take it by force. That's where we are. I, I wrote this down. Thomas Edison quoted, Many of our lives' failures are people who didn't realize how close they were to succeed when they gave up. Our expectations never fit reality. Most of the time, we give up because we're disappointed. Our expectations never fit reality. If she looked at it in reality of everything that was in front of her, a widow, uh, you know, she didn't have rights. She had a corrupted judge in front of her. If she looked at that in reality, she would have gave up. But we can't let that fit in our reality. We have to look at it how God sees it because we, if we spend time here, we can conquer here. And the violent, you think things are not violent and we haven't seen anything yet? What's coming down the, what's coming down the road? We don't think that things are corrupted right now? The reality is of everything that's corrupted, but if you look at it just in that reality, you're going to give up. You're going to be disappointed. And I, I want to say, sweetheart, all the way back there, yep, you got your arms crossed. You got grit. And I'm gonna, I'm a, I want an applause to her because before I came up here, she's 13 months clean. Come on, somebody right there. That's tenacity, girl. That's tenacity. When I seen you, right when I seen you, I said, oh, something happened to you. She goes, I've been clean for 13 months. That's called tenacity. You decided that you, you said you were good enough. You said you were enough. 
And you had no idea that I was getting ready to come up here. And I'm thinking, man, I can come up here and say tenacity. But girl, you got tenacity. You have stood for what you believe. You've stood and you've said, I'm going to be clean. Not only clean, like you said, in your physical, but you're clean in your mind. You said your mind is starting to be clean. And some of us can't even go a one day, let alone 13 months. You know when you got clean from your sin. And you know that when you're still in it, you, nobody knows like you know. You know if you got your foot down and you're getting ready to do some grit and you're getting ready to have your tenacity. You know and some of you know that you're not doing it. And some of you take it so lightly sometimes. And I, I wrote this down. And you were talking about faith. Faith is more than just believing. The nature of faith is aggressive, persistent, determined, tenacious, confident, and commanding. Not only we have that childlike faith, but we, have we can be aggressive. I'm not talking about aggressive in the natural I'm talking about you're praying and you've been seeking the face of God. She was praying. The first thing it said that she was praying. Jesus told the story and it was necessary for them to know that she was praying consistently and she never quit. I don't know about you, but you have things in front of you. You got mountains in front of you and you got situations in front of you and it looks like it's bigger than what it's supposed to be. And some of you have really not prayed and got with the king to conquer a king. She got with the king first before she could ever conquer that king. And she got persistent in that. When all odds were against her, Joshua, all odds were against her. Some of you have all odds against you. And just like Pastor Brandon said, you are worthy. Some of you feel like that you can't even conquer that. Well, I go, I go to work day in and day out, and that's all I do. I go back home. I feel lonely sometimes. Oh, it's okay. I've walked around this room before I ever got up here, and I already heard that. Yeah, it's okay, Day. I guess I'm surviving. What? Where's your tenacity? Not just for yourself. She conquered for the whole... All kinds of people with the disciples and everybody. It wasn't even about her anymore. She conquered for a right. And I wonder what that right was. I wonder what that right was for that widow to conquer something. And she got so persistent. I, I, I thought about it and I read it and I thought, I wonder what it was that she was like, no, I'm coming back. And he, she wore him out. I wonder what that persistent, I wonder what it was that she was asking for. Because it never says. But she conquered it. And it's so powerful because we're either going to maintain or we're going to push. We're either going to be satisfied where we're sitting and doing whatever or we're going to get up. Right? So we have to choose that, what we need to do. Amen. Stand with me. We're going to close this out. It says that she... Uh Grant me justice and protection from my oppressor. 
Sometimes when you want justice, you want something done right that was wrong. And protection because the oppressor wants to come at you and continue to make it look wrong. And the oppressor wants to continue to try to pull you apart. Tenacity. He talked about the grip. Can you have that tenacity, the grit, to hold on as tight as you can and not let go? And not let go. I don't care if, I'm telling you right now, if my child would have slipped off something high and I dove to grab my kid, I'm not letting go. I don't care how hard I have, I don't care what it takes, I'm not letting go of my child. Whatever it takes. If my arm goes numb and I can't feel it and it gets dislocated, I'm not letting go. I'm not letting my pain stop me from gripping and gritting at the same time. I think that's where it's at. I'm not letting go. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep pushing through. In the end, in the end, that parable, she didn't stop until it was finished. Tenacity causes you to finish things. I mean, like he said, that the father stands at the door and knocks. All we're doing is using our father's example to knock and seek. He's already set the example that he's banging on the door of your heart and he's going to keep knocking until you open the door. Now, if you can't hear that knock, then something's hardened. You got too many layers in there and you're all soundproofed. You got to let it down so that when you hear the knock, you open it up and quit overanalyzing what you might open up. Just let him in and let faith roll and let grace roll. Let it all just roll out. Because all he wants to do is love you. He's not going to just beat you down. The Holy Spirit is, is there also to help convict you. What needs to change? That's the stuff you got to look at for yourself. What do, do I need to change? What is it when I leave here and I'm, and I'm having a moment right here in this moment in this room saying, I want some tenacity, I want to grip, I want to have the grit to grip, to finish. Then you got to answer the hard questions. What is it? What is it when I leave this place, when I get in my vehicle, what holds me back from finishing? To be persistent, to keep knocking and keep asking. Why do I give up so easy? Why do I give in so easy? Why do I get easily upset, easily irritated with it? Why isn't it done yet? Because, listen, reality is the kingdom of God is not like the earth. And we want everything the same. We want sin the same. Well, that was a white lie. That was a misdemeanor. Sin is sin no matter what it is across the board. But we want it just like we do in America. We want sin to be leveled up. Whoa, this is the way it is because this is that. Why are you in my care? You're so judgy. You're this and that. If sin is sin, we got to let it be across the board. Let this whole thing be across the board. Let, have the tenacity to keep going. He wants you to finish. And it's not like if God, can you please do this? He wants to do it. If he's at the door knocking, he's got something for you. Sometimes we pray the wrong prayers. 
about if God's able to do, God, please do. And he's like, I want to do this. Where are you at? Where are you at in this situation? I want to. And like he said, grit. I'm going to read the last part of this and we're going to close. What'd you say? Get ready. It's time. Grit. Get ready. It's time. I don't know if you've watched the news. And I get it. Because when COVID hit, we all was watching the news pretty good. And then we got all consumed. Because we got consumed with breaking news and it was trying to break us for real. And how how am I going to get up here and try to preach the good news when breaking news is almost trying to weigh you down? You have to turn it off. I don't know if anybody else did, but I had to turn it off. And I had to start. I love Facebook because I can hit this button and I'm like, ah, I just don't want to see your stuff right now. Because people were, man, they just it's funny you know who they are because come election time come politics time woo, they're going to advocate for them I'm like Bloop. I ain't got time for that in my life and why do we entertain it when we choose the friends we want on our page weird if you want to finish why don't you start deleting some people that you know for a fact you don't need on your page and if you're, if you're too, too nice oh my god that would just offend them then you can hit like um just give it a break for a month. I mean, they, Facebook has to already do that so you can have, so your anxiety level will go down. So you can just hit, give a break for a month. <laughs> Instagram will already show you when you've already viewed everything you've already seen so you don't get your, get your mind all jacked up after you've viewed all the pictures. You've already been here. This is the end. <laughs> but right now, in other parts of the world, now, we, of course, we've dealt with this COVID-19 stuff, and there's a new strand out, and it's more aggressive than the others. They don't know if the two shots you got 14 days between and all this are going to be effective to it. In other parts of the, uh, the world right now, they got uh, rules now that some people can't worship now, and you can't worship in front of a video. You can't sing and and. And, and declare the Lord in, in, in front of videos. This is how, go watch the news on this stuff. This is for real happening on the other side of the or other side of the world right now in other countries. That they're saying you are not allowed to worship. You are not allowed to openly say stuff because of the deal. It's gonna you know your mouth and and I get being protective and they have to wear masks. But they're like you can't even do online to try to reach people that have to stay home. This is happening right now today. This is the first Sunday for it. And it, it's only going to get worse, guys. I don't know if you are so shocked by this. This is what the Word of God says. I would have, I mean, John just sitting on, a, on his own mountain, being just downloaded the future. Read Revelations. It, it talks about all this stuff. It's crazy. Let me read this to you, and we're going to go. I'm just going to read Jesus. That's why we're here anyway, right? Right. <laughs> You're not here for me. I'll let you down real quick. Jesus says, Did you hear what the godless judge said? That he would answer persistent requests. Don't you know that God is the true judge? not a godless judge. He's the true judge. We'll grant ju justice to all 
of his chosen ones who cry out to him night and day. Tenacity. Are you crying out to God? Night and day. When I think of that, when he says who cry out to him night and day, I think about just normal stuff. We're not talking just because there's a extreme situation and, oh, I need Jesus now because I've got a problem. Definitely a lifestyle, crying out to God. It's children who cry out. So now you've got to understand where is this at. This, this uh, the back end of this story and the reward and, and, and to get what he's saying is you've got to be one of those who are going to have tenacity to cry out night and day. Not just an occasional cry out. You ain't going to receive it. You got to be the one that's going to be asking and knocking and doing the stuff. That's what he says. Let me get back to it. Who cry out night and day. He will pour out his spirit upon them. Why haven't we seen some of this stuff happen individually and corporately? Because we're not seeing the night and day stuff. He will not delay to answer you and give you what you ask for. We're not talking cry out night and day like he don't see you and you're trying to add up to something. It's not like that. It's a genuine thing. It's as about as much as I need popcorn. It's the time you spend with him. He will give you what you ask for. God will give swift justice to those who don't give up. Swift, fast, quick, instantly. To those who don't give up. Too many times we're right on the edge of the, of the blessing of God, but we give up. We give in. We put our head down and we, we bow down to something. You, or you're right on the edge of it. Or, and, and the problem is, is you, your, your skin's not tough enough because you get offended real quick by one thing and you gave up on all of it. Again, I don't know why for the last two weeks I keep saying this. You offended at church, you're done with church. You're offended at Walmart, you go back the next week. But church shouldn't be like that. Well, everywhere's like that. It's full of people. People are broken. Don't give up. So be ever praying, ever expecting, expecting. She was expecting already to... I'm be, I'm, I know he's going to do this. I already know. I'm going to already walk by faith, not by sight. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I'm already expecting God to do something. I ain't got to look at it and get it all in order and be like, okay, now I expect it because I saw that. That's not faith. That's you. That's flesh. So be ever praying, ever expecting, in the same way, the widow. I'm, I'm just reading what Jesus is saying. This is all him. Even so, when the Son of Man comes back, will he find this kind of undying faith on the earth? That right there, church, is what you have to answer personally. Will he find the undying faith when he comes back with you? Will he find that? That's the reality. That undying faith to say, I'm going to have tenacity. 
It's a characteristic of grit. It's all wrapped up in it. And I'm going to do whatever it takes. Like he said in that scripture, I'm going to hold on and I'm not letting go until you do something. Jacob wrestled. Wrestled. Not with the enemy. Why are we fighting the enemy that's already been defeated? He was already defeated. Why do we keep wrestle with God? I'm going to hold on. I love that scripture. One of my favorite scriptures. It was a scripture I used when we started the rage thing. It is almost a crazy scripture. The kingdom of heaven suffers violence. Violence. I mean, that is violent. That's crazy. There's a war in heaven. And it's not even a bad one. It suffers violence. And the violent take it by force. Not that the enemy's going up into heaven trying to overthrow heaven. It's the people of God saying, I'm not moving until you do something. I'm going to have tenacity to keep going. I stand on it. I know you can do it. I'm not letting go. Do you hear me, God? But see, we're so offended. We, we feel like we're going to offend him, and we feel like something bad's happening. And he's just like, I just need you to have some persistence in your life. I need you to have tenacity. I need you to follow all the way through on it. I need you to get some of that passion going. Are you wanted or not? Because I got it for you. See if I won't throw open the floodgates of heaven. See if I won't do it. The kingdom of heaven suffers violent and the violent take it by force. Are you the violent one? It's almost backwards, isn't it? Ooh. But it's, it's, it's like I always heard growing up at preachers like, grab the horns of the altar and don't let go. Grab the horns of the altar and don't let it go. Grip that thing. And it's, it's that determination in it. I'm going to have tenacity to the end. I'm going to say, you know what, God? I'm not let go. All the way to the end, I'm going to hold on tight. I'm going to hold on tight, and I'm going to stand on it. And I'm not just saying, if you want to do that, I know you've already done it. Just release it. Let's go. Let's go. He wants to. He's, it, it's, it's, your, it's your fire. It's your determination. Now, what's even greater is when you get people in the same liking, in the same boat, that's fired up with it. Like, there's nothing you can't, you, you, there's just nothing you can't do. But when you got everybody around you just like, let's go. Unless you got like one Debbie Downer. Well, I don't know if we could do that because, you know, the statistics say, sit down. And that's it. In the end, you just got to keep going. You can't overthink your thoughts. You just got to say, I'm going to keep knocking, keep seeking. I'm going to keep going. And that's what God wants because he wants you to have tenacity. That's a part of the grip. You can't have grit without tenacity. He wants you to finish strong. He wants you to hold on to the altar. He does, like I said earlier, because I, I was kind of making it practical in some areas. He really wants you to finish things you started. If you said it, do it. Do those things. But let it be wrapped up in what he's saying. Start your day right. Start your day right. One foot in front of the other. Take on the day. We're not guaranteed tomorrow. Let, let your time in the word open up because it's for you. And also it's for others because God's going to speak through you and something's going to happen. And, and somebody else is knocking also and you're like, oh, 
I read that. See, God can, and you just all of a sudden, because again, our goal is to seek and save the lost. That's why he came. That's why he wants us to do what we need to do. We got to have the time. We got to start having the moments. Finish it. Keep going. You know how many people don't even finish devotions? Simple things. Like just, like I'm going to do a, a, a devotional, an online devotional or a, a devotional, and people are just like, well, I just didn't have the time. You make time for what you want to do. How do you not have the time to do something? We make the time. Follow through. Finish. Hold on. I hope this is encouraging to you because, listen, I know in this room right now, there's some buck wild people in this room that's going to hold on and going to believe and there's more and going to stand and say, I'm going to finish. I'm going to stay here like that widow. I'm not going to let go. I'm going to hold on. I'm going to have justice. I'm going to have protection. I'm going to have it all because he is that good. He's the good judge. He's going to judge it. Don't be judgy. Let him be the judge. Let it, put it on him. That's his job. Don't let go. You hear me, God? I'm here again. <laughs> I'm going to keep knocking. I'm going to pray. And I hope you have a great afternoon. Be safe. Don't blow your fingers off. I don't want to go to the hospital today. <laughs> Enjoy your family time. Remember, remember the people that have really sacrificed their life, too. You know what I mean? I was blowing up fireworks last night. I'm a pyromaniac. I probably lit myself on fire five times in my life. Not on purpose. That's not a thing. I had an old man come to my house last night. 10, 15. I was just getting done, getting the kids ready to wind her down. He's like, you still lighting fireworks? I was like, no, sir, I'm done. He's like, I struggle with that. I was in Vietnam, and I just have those issues. I said, I'm so sorry. And all he wanted to do was talk, and we talked. And so side note with just talking is you just don't know what people are going through you know what I mean and, and, and I had other things to do I give kids baths, get them in bed wind them down, mom's in there all with all the four and the two dogs and I'm outside but you gotta take those moments, those moments are like what you talked about in the youth being a follower you got to be aware of the people, Jesus needs them and you don't know what they're struggling with and you can finish through that too to, to keep going because he called us to do that, then there's, there's a reason why he stepped down the, into my place. And even if he wanted to threaten me with the police, whatever. But in the end, it was just, I'm, I'm crying out because I've, I've been over there. Vietnam messed me up. And every time I hear something exciting like a firework to celebrate, it reminds me of war and battles and death. Yeah, we sing it, we say the rocket's red glare and the bombs bursting in air gave proof through the night that the flag was still there. Woo, that was great, great song. But be the person that had to live that moment and figure out if they're, they're going to die that moment. So remember, tenacity in the end, you can follow through too because some people just need you right beside them to walk it out. So I know we can do hard things. And I know that God is telling us to not give up. That's what his word says. He's like, look, he's a good judge, but don't stop. Look, I knock on the door of your heart. He's like, if you knock, seek, and ask, just don't stop doing these things. Don't just give up and act like you're going to just open your own door and open your own window and answer your own question. 
Because then it's all about you, and then where's God in the midst of it? And it's all about your flesh, and then there's no faith in the midst of it. Get this stuff back in order. He wants you to have longevity. He wants you to finish strong. Tenacity. Grit. Get ready. It's time. Right now. It's time now. We don't even know what's about to happen. Have grit. It's going to show you right where you are when it does happen, whatever it is. Have some grit. God, we thank you. Thank you for the moment. Thank you for all the insight up here. God, we're just obedient to you. We've all had different kind of week. We just presented and laid it out. And God, I pray that it just goes in the heart, attaches to themselves, and they start to just chew on it a little bit. Find those weak spots and start to get strength in them. Get them the tenacity to, to start holding on. To start getting that hand ready to grip tight. Not stopping. Believe, believing and already knowing what they're believing for. You're a good God. And we're thankful for you. Have your way, God, in our lives. Let us have the tenacity to finish to move forward we love you and we're thankful in jesus name